Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about hard money versus JV partnerships. Before we do that, though, let's talk about pasture holdings. Guys, do you want a way to put your money to work? Truly passive. That's truly passive. Check out pastureholdings.com. Their third? Third offering. Third offering is now live. Um, it's, it's, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, third <laughs> offering is going live now. First offering has gone full cycle. Those guys are getting paid out as we speak. They're getting confirmation on their payment, uh, sh- uh, the payment way they want to be paid. I couldn't think of the next <laughs> word. Payment method is probably the best word. But yeah, it's super exciting. Uh, first, first full cycle deal went through. It was about um, seventy something days, and uh, yeah, really, really good thing for them. Thirteen point five percent. I roughly don't. Quote me, it's within a couple percent. But for accredited investors, if you were looking for a truly passive way to invest in land without sending mail, without dealing with the owners, this is a way for you. So cool, man. JV versus hard money. Mm-hmm. You know, you see in every Facebook group and every course and every every thought process of real estate investing, the biggest concern people have is money. Yep. buying it. How am I going to buy this? I send this offer. I don't know if I can afford it. Is it too big? Is it too small? What do I supposed to do? And you, when we started Plum in 2018, we were the first public company to say, hey, I will invest in your deal based off of you. Since then, there has been 60, 70, 80 people say they are professional land funders now, and they require all these things and jumping through it. And so you see some of that stuff draw down to, hey, I'll do it for 40%, 30% of the equity. But there's a product type that's out there that we're not seeing. We you see it in the household sale side or the house side, which is hard money, which is a short-term loan, typically high interest rate, but it gets you into these into these projects and that's starting to come on the scene in the land game. Hmm. Oh, are you seeing that? I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things that you don't hear of or see a lot of in my opinion yet. Okay. And I don't know if it really, ever really will because there's so many other, you know, the JV thing is so big. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. so many professional land investors, but I think they both have their negatives and positives. Okay. Um, especially, I've had experience with uh, with both, but hard money on the housing side. Yep. Typically, a lot of points paid up front. Okay. Really high interest. Yep. Right? But uh, if you sell it fast and you got a ton of profit, then or a ton of equity, then you make a lot of profit to yourself. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) There is the answer. And so we do, one of the partners with Pasture Holdings does offer hard money. So that's something that he's, he, we talked about this product a while back. And I said that, I think things that we need to figure out in the land, which I can't remember what episode this was. I don't remember if it was last Christmas or it was last year at some point. I said that it is going to be hard money is going to be a product type that needs to be introduced here. Because like you said, we buy some of these properties for such a good margin that it only makes sense to bet on yourself and say, okay, hey, if I pay a point to three points up front, you what that means is you borrow a hundred grand, you pay one to three thousand dollars at closing, and then the hard money lender is going to put the rest of the money down, and then you're going to pay interest when it comes time to close when you sell it. So if you sell something in one month, and it's twelve percent interest, and it's so as a thousand dollar, 
it costs you a thousand bucks in interest plus the points that you paid up front. So you could potentially, instead of losing, you know, fifty thousand dollars because of equity you sold in one month, you could be out for a few thousand dollars. Compounding on that, though, the negative also is that now you have a monthly payment. You have the juice, baby. Yeah, and these are high. Twelve percent <laughs> sounded low <laughs> yeah. when it comes to hard money. Yeah. So, and I said twelve percent. One of the original guys that I I used to uh, hard money on houses. He my my deal with him was one and a half points down and ten percent interest. In this market, that would be unreal. Right now, I'd probably be at two points down and twelve percent interest with him, and that's uh that's a good buddy deal. Uh, in the land space, we're seeing anywhere from one to three points down and twenty percent interest. And so you're like, oh man, twenty percent interest that sounds so high. But in the case of where you have a property that you're going to make forty or fifty thousand dollars profit, do you want to give away twenty five thousand if you sell it in a couple months? Say it takes you three months. Or do you want to just pay four to five thousand dollars in interest, and you just had a little bit of a payment for a couple months? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a right answer. I think there's probably a comfortability answer. Okay, like are, can you comfortably make those payments? Okay, because you know, knowing people's finances, an additional twelve hundred dollar a month payment could yeah. be a lot for some. I'm gonna rock your world real quick. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be an either and or. It can be both. Sure. So you, and when I say that is, you doesn't have to say, well, I'm only going to JV with these guys because I get a secondary eye, or I'm only going to do hard money because I'm going to get faster. You have both of those at your disposal now. So you can use this to get creative in purchasing your properties. You know, for me, if I have a market that I know really well and I've bought it and I think I bought it really, really right, and I'm betting on myself that I can afford a, you know, I just a thousand dollar a month payment. If they, if you don't negotiate that you don't pay the interest on the backside, which you can do in some of these situations. So you're still using private money, and the terms can be a little bit more flexible. It's just the way it's structured and how you're paid out. Yeah, I mean, if you <clears throat> if you don't have to pay the interest every month, you can pay it on the back end, then it makes it a whole lot more attractive. Yeah. Because um, I think that's the beauty in the JV is that, okay, you give up a lot more equity, but... You're not holding the bag. You're not holding the bag for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so you... But you are. You're paying for it. So it's if you look at total cost of deal, what that total cost costs you... Which one better fits? And 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 there's there's a there's a point of diminishing returns where you know no risk, you don't have to carry any money, and you know it takes five months, six months to get in and out of it. Where it may have, and say the deal only made five grand, well you could have paid five grand in interest carrying that whole time, and you didn't cover your cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's level different levels too of uh, the JV partnership, right? Yeah, it doesn't always have to be fifty fifty. If you can you've negotiate seen, better. You've, yeah, you've seen I, people come. And with Plum, we do, if you have money in and money out, so money's wired out of the bank account and back in after closing in 45 days or less, we do a 60-40 split. And we give it to the 60 to the and the, the manager of the deal, which we'd be considered investor. The person brought the deal would be considered the manager. So they get a 60-40 split. Um, and then it's HUD to HUD. You do, so if you use a realtor, we're splitting the commissions with you as well. So you're not having to pay those costs to sell the property as well. So you know that's for us is what we saw is like, okay, we're going to help some of these guys if they can turn it faster. But we're still holding the bag in the event that we both missed our underwriting. We've both done it, which we have, knock on wood, not ever done. But we 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 still take all the risk because we're the one holding the bag, and we have, we're have we not getting any juice for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, I, I kind of s- slow to comment here because I'm thinking all the way through, trying to think through everything. But it's like it's such a personal preference. Okay. Because you don't have to do one or the other, like okay. I said. And each deal will probably have its own a better cho- better option for each deal. Yeah. Right? And so you just got to decide what's best for you yeah. at that moment. 
I, I agree with you. I think it's, it, A, these two are established tools in the niche, and these are about the average rate. So you could look at your deal and kind of figure your numbers there and, and think, okay, worst case scenario, if I use hard money, this is the number uh, that it's going to cost me to carry this over the course of the 60, 90, or 120 days that it takes you to turn the property. Now you could say, okay, my potential profit are this, and if I cut that in half, okay, what, where is that, that, that intersecting? And am I okay? And do I have the cash to put out that monthly if there is a monthly payment or of sorts mm-hmm. yeah and these are good options too like because i've been going through this a lot in my head lately is like because you as land investors i know everyone who's been in this industry for a while you will be cash rich at one point mm-hmm. and dirt poor and then you'll be dirt rich and mm-hmm. cash poor you 100 percent. and i've really this has weighed on me a lot now that i have a family to take care of right? <laughs> as, i love it i love a, it as a single man it doesn't really matter because nah. cash flow covered everything yeah wasn't a big deal cash flow I, covered everything plus yeah plus <laughs> i could have a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank and uh-huh. throw it all into land have five grand left uh-huh. didn't matter uh-huh well now people need braces they uh-huh. got doctor's appointments uh-huh. and there's like, like and so like it's been weighing on me it's like i don't want to go back down to you don't want bet at all. And then <laughs> yeah. you get a broken arm because yeah. she's doing a backflip off a trampoline just because she's a cheerleader or a girl or doing yeah. tumbling. Yeah, we were tumbling last night, and she's learning her back handspring. She falls on her head like 10 times in a row, you know? Yep. <laughs> and it's like it just takes that one twist, yep. right? And so I've been – that was one of my goals this year is find cheaper, better capital. Yeah, right? that's and that's I think that's the – that should be the goal for every business owner. If you're not doing it yourself and you're bringing on private money or debt, and if you talk to anybody that scales, any business anywhere that scales, there is debt involved. And I don't care if it's a bank, if it's a line of credit, if it's private money, if it's investors that you're paying back, there is some sort of debt to allow them to expand past their current reach. I And, and we tell the story, <laughs> and for simplistic takes, you know, when we first started in 2007, the first mailer went out in 2017. Um, we had been buying some in 2016 uh, other ways. And we had sold, we started with $25,000 in acquisitions. We sold, bought 21 properties. We sold those. I had uh, properties that I had 25 grand in that had gotten sold on terms. And so I had to recapitalize that. So I went to the, I went to Lightstream, took an unsecured loan for 25 grand. I had $1,500 a month coming in, took a loan. It cost me $700 a month. So now I got $800 a month positive cash flow, but I had my 25 grand back. That is no different than going and saying, hey, I need to borrow 25 grand against for this property and paying somebody interest. I did it on my own on my own credit and unsecured, but it's no different. We you use debt as a tool to help you grow your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super important. I hate debt too. Like I hate it. Yeah. But I'm seeing so many ways to manage it and make so much more money off of it. Yeah. Because it always goes back to, for me, <coughs> the debt of a house. Mm-hmm. Do I take all my cash and pay the house off Mm -hmm. or take that. Right. And I think at this point in life, I'm leaning more towards putting the money to work instead of paying it off and trying to use whatever it arbitrages to make that payment for you. Yeah. And so that I want to do a topic on this, but I I don't know how we set it up. I don't know if it's, maybe it's our, it's another move into YouTube again for us or, or what, but you know, that's one of the things that I have people comment a lot on the cars that we drive. They're like, Hey, your wife drives a nice car. You drive a nice truck. Do why do you have that? A lot of times that what people don't realize is that that money is from a note that I've when I bought a piece of property for say my Raptor it's a 90 it was $95,000. I bought a piece of property for $50,000. It sold for 115. The payment on that one is 1074 a month is what they pay me. My truck payment is 1105. So I have an arbitrage of $30 I got to come up with 
off that note for the next 15 years. For the next 15 years, I have a payment on a car that's paid for by that note. So nobody can take the car away from me because I'm, I'm making the payment. That If that defaults, I can cover it. But if it, default, if it defaults, I resell it and I can refill it back up. So I know. So when we first started, my wife's car was $700 a month. Had a note in place that covered the $700 a month. I paid $15,000 for 12 years of a $700 a month car. You want to do the math on that real quick? 144 months times 70. And so, yeah. So she could drive a brand new Lexus, and it cost us it cost us 15 grand for 12 years. Imagine that. $1,000 a year or $1,050 a year for 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's obviously what a lot of, a lot of people say and do. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, that idea of doing that is daunting. Yeah, um, well, it's it's, it's it having sense. it's having all the moving parts and then yeah. cycling it through your your thing. And people are like, "Oh, vortex banking or infinite banking," and it's and that's basically. But you're making a stop there through account. This is just using some of the the notes you can produce at thirty cents, forty cents on a dollar, getting your down payment back. So now you're in at ten, twenty percent, and using that payment to cover the exact same thing you were about to pay off. Mm-hmm. Now. When you roll that back into, okay, we're talking about buying it, investing JV versus using hard money, there is no right answer. I think it's, like you said, it, it becomes to what you're comfortable with and which one's going to make you the most return. Mm-hmm. So you got risk and return. So I want to reduce my risk, but I want to make the highest return I can. Mm-hmm. That is the goal. Yeah. Because uh, without that, we're back at a corporate job. Oh, I... So we're sitting at lunch today. I mean, you we went and ate barbecue. I've noticed I've got this ick, and I don't know if it's just me and maybe other people have it that are entrepreneurs like us. We we're dressed fairly casually. I, I got jeans and a three quarters thing on today, but typically just V neck t shirt. And I walk by people standing there, and I know we talk about this all the time, but we walked by those guys that were standing there having lunch, and they're on their lunch break. And I tr- my ick, and it's a personal ick. It's not about them. It's about me. I try to read their polo shirts to see what company has got them slave <laughs> slaved for their life and so i'm sitting there going i wonder what company they work for and i just sit there and look and go uh and then we sit down and we eat and then we take our time coming back and go do your laundry we did my laundry real quick <laughs> yeah. looked at the car lift you got to see jessica's car yeah so yeah fun stuff yeah it makes uh, us i'll go ahead and include you unemployable yeah, I have become unemployable. Yeah. I don't need to work anymore, though. I'm retired. Well, then why are you here every day? Because I love the people I work with. Mm. I love y'all, love Peyton, and I love the, our listening crew that come to reach out and ask for a little bit of guidance every now and again. All right, that's all it takes, then. All right, join us next Friday. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess that's it for today, then. Um, as always, do us a favor, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all the above. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.